There's all the news to tell him. Welcome back. This is the Master and Hokanui for your Wednesday afternoon. Our next guest is Natalie Crystal, animal nutritionist for Sergeant Dan Stockfeed, based here in Gore. Natalie, welcome to the Muster again. How's things? Hey, Andy. Good to talk to you. It's um, been one of those seasons, really, hasn't it? Last couple of days of the week, especially down here in the south, Natalie, it's, uh, the weather's turned a wee bit cack, but traditionally that's just the logic of the land, I suppose, when you're coming into July. Yeah, I think so, Andy. I think, you know, we can expect, especially for you guys down in Southland, that the weather over this period of, of time is not going to be the flashiest. Um, having said that, I think it's good to have a little bit of that soil or moisture around, um, increase our soil moisture reserves going into to the winter. And, you know, we just don't know what our seasons are going to bring us anymore. It's like a big old box of chocolates, isn't it? Absolutely. Natalie, cattle will be coming off crops very shortly, getting organised for calving season. Um, it's all about keeping nutrition in mind now, isn't it, and having the changeover into the grass? Yeah, Andy, absolutely. Um, we've got some customers that are going to be calving um, fairly shortly in the next week or so. Some cows already, um, you know, have, have already calved a little bit earlier than you would normally expect. But um, we're certainly busy at the moment starting to fill up silos for uh, the start of, of calving. And, of course, at this time of year, it's really really important to be thinking about what you're doing for your transition cows. How are you setting those cows up for the coming lactation? What's some good things to keep in mind when keeping these things in the back of your mind as well? Yeah, Andy, I think, you know, historically we have um, not really worried too much about our transition cows, sent them off to crop. They come home, and as long as they're in good enough body condition score, we've been, um, you know, quite comfortable with that. I think what we're doing now, though, is we're expecting our cows to produce a lot more milk in um, probably over a longer duration of time than we used to, say, 10 or 15 years ago. And consequently, we really need to make sure that they are properly set up for lactation. I think ensuring that they're in, you know, good body condition, um, sort of that target of a five for our cows and five and a half for our heifers is, is really important. And certainly that shouldn't be under, the importance of that shouldn't be underestimated. But I think also if you're looking at what you're doing going into the, the start of calving, anything you can do to make sure the, um, the girls are set up used to the feeds that they're going to be going on to. So if they are going to be getting a starchy-based um, food as part of their diet, making sure that they have got some starch in their diet now, just getting that rumen function optimised, making sure that they've had enough um, minerals, um, and particularly even for you guys down on the South Island, you want to pay a little bit of attention to vitamins as well, because a lot of those girls are going to be on conserved forages um, over the, the winter periods. Um, and of course, you don't have a heck of a lot of sunlight down there right at the moment. So making sure you've got your vitamins covered as well um, is really important. And then I think, um, you know, depending on what you're doing and if you're having issues with milk fever or anything like that, balancing that diet to make sure that those uh, mineral imbalances or metabolic issues are addressed is really important. It's just a good chance for farmers, basically, Natalie, to go over what they've done in the past and just reiterate it to staff as well, the reason they're doing it. This is what we need. This is what we're looking for for minerals when we're giving it to the animals and perhaps stipulating it because it all makes sense. Yeah, and I think that's true. I think, um, you know, it's always a good time of year and probably a lot of guys have done that already. To just sit down, take a break and look back over what you've done in the past. I always find that I get to this time of the year um, and I'm kind of trying to remember what I did this time last year. You know, because we are so seasonal in our carving and that sort of thing, It's a um, we don't deal with transition and those sort of things every 
um, every day. So we've got to be constantly reminding ourselves, and it's very easy to forget what you know what happened this time last year. When you're in the peak of carving, there's a lot going on. And you think, oh, geez, you know, I'll remember that for next year. I'll change what I've done. But it's actually by the time you get to next year, um, you've kind of forgotten some of the things that worked for you and, and some of those that didn't. So I think it's useful having a bit of a, a protocol of what you plan on doing, and you can always make a few notes on that and then refer back to that this time again last year, uh, or next year, I should say. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an interesting time of year. It's a challenging time of year, and certainly everybody's going to be flat out for the next um, couple of months. So hopefully we have a good season this year. Uh, supply chain issues, there's still something going forward as well. Uh, car feed orders, it's a good chance for people to get um, orders basically into shop now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Look, you know, supply chain this year for everybody, I think, is, is a bit of a challenge. Um, we at Sargentown have been you know, building up our stocks of raw materials and that sort of thing for the last uh, couple of months. We're pretty comfortable that we will meet our normal demand without any um, issues or anything like that. Um, but we just really don't know what's going to happen in terms of car feed supply in the region as a whole. Um, and so we would encourage those customers of ours um, to get their orders in early, as early as they possibly can, talk to their rural retailer, rural supplier, talk to us at Sergeant Dan, just make sure that you've you know, got those orders in um, and we can schedule delivery as and when it's required. But it does help to make sure that we got, we've got you covered. And that's going to be the key at the moment, isn't it? Just communication regarding these orders. Um, we bang on about it, but rightly so as well. Supply chain ain't what it used to be at the moment. I mean, um, building supplies is the one thing that sticks out, but we look further down the line, especially relevant to the primary industries just over the board. It's just the way of the future for the short term, at the least, anyway. Yeah, look, I think that's, I think that's, uh, that's true. There's a lot of um, moving, moving parts. Um, in feed manufacture and feed supply, and we've been lucky enough that we have um, put some plans in place early on, but it's not something that you can turn on and off overnight. Um, we've got our grain suppliers, we've got all of that contracted, um, you know, that sort of thing, but if demand suddenly is twice as what we would expect it to be, uh, it's going to be really hard to turn on extra supply. So I think, you know, that's um, a factor that everybody really needs to be aware of and, and conscious of at the moment. Hey, Natalie Crystal, animal nutritionist for Sergeant Dan Stockfeed here in Gore. Thank you very much for your time in the must, on the muster once again, and we will speak in the future, I'm sure. Always good to talk to you, Andy. Have a good rest of the day. Natalie Crystal there from Sergeant Dan Stockfeed, animal nutritionist for Sergeant Dan Stockfeed, based here in Gore. A big, magnificent building that I'm looking at right now, right across the road here over the railway line. Um, if you're needing, like Natalie said, car feed orders, etc. Uh, probably need to get a regal on and just liaise with Daryl and the team to see where things are at. Next on the muster, Bart Lyson, um, dairy farmer down here in the south, but also of Dutch origins, gives us an update on what's happening back in the Netherlands regarding farmer protests. It's all kicking off.